What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show for Wednesday, March 7th, 2018. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the legend, Mega Ran. Yo, what's up, Tim? I'm very excited about this. I don't think me and you have ever done a one-on-one -on -one thing. We have not. We, we did the games cast years ago, it feels like. That was a while ago. We've done it with partners, but yeah. now... Now we, it's just the one-on-one. -on -one. It's just me and you. It's what really matters. And we, of course, had you on Kind of Funny Live 2 and mm -hmm. 3. Yeah. With amazing performances. You can find those on uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny if you look up either of the shows. Thank you very much for doing that. And now you're back. I'm back. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, just touring crazily. Um, man, like three days ago I was in Europe, and now here. <laughs> now you're here. <laughs> so you're in San Francisco now. Yes. Tonight you have a show in L.A. That's correct. Tomorrow you have a show. San Diego. My God, you're just on the move. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how tour works, though. You just kind of just bounce around. You don't get enough time to really enjoy the town, but, but it's been good. My buddy Nate's been showing me around. We get to see a bunch of cool stuff. And um, and then we're out to the next town. And so, just is it, are you doing like the traditional tour van, city to city situation? Yeah, we keep it kind of low key. We do a small van, but enough comfort where we can stretch out if we have yeah. to. Uh, we pack it with merch and you know snacks, and we just play a bunch of music and keep going. Man, that is fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us. This is Anytime. the kind of funny morning show each and every weekday right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We come at you with all of the nerdy news that you need to know about. You can get it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, or you can watch the VOD on youtube.com slash kind of funny games when it goes up around 2 p.m. Pacific time, or if listening to things is more your style, you can get it as a podcast on podcast services around the globe, including Spotify now. Thank you all for your support, uh, following us over there. We really appreciate it. Um, couple of housekeeping things. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime and you can subscribe to us for free. You get one free Twitch subscription every month and we'd appreciate it if you use it on us. Um, our sponsor this week is kindofunny.com slash store. You should go there, check out the LaCroix shirt. It's going fast. It's limited. It's beautiful. Are we addicted to LaCroix here? Yes. Yo, this is this is a LaCroix household. <laughs> and um and I gotta say, Apple Cranberry, my new favorite. Really? Yeah. yeah. We did it. <laughs> Got a convert here. I dig it. What a surprise, everybody. I give the morning show back to Tim Money Grubbin Gettys for one day. And what does he do, Mega Ran? He forgets about Bobby the Easter Bunny. We talked about this yesterday. My butcher, a good-hearted man, yeah. raising money for a local SF charity called the Family House, Inc. And you want to forget about him. We raised close to $900 yesterday for this man. For Bobby the Bunny? <laughs> for 22 years, Mega Ram. Wow. Bobby, my butcher, been dressing up as Easter Bunny, going out there for the family house, Not supporting horrifying. kids it's with okay. cancer. And you come back in, you want to promote your stuff, Kevin, roll the video. Oh Mega Ran, I know you're a rap superstar. <laughs> now, if you see here, what happened is, this is Bobby the Money. All Bobby right. wanted to figure out a new way to raise, let it play, let it raise money for kids. <laughs> let it raise money. And so what he did, where's the sound? Right. Oh, All right. oh man. Now, again, he's not professionally trained, I don't think. Okay. I don't think. So I just want to point out that we're not here to make fun of Bobby's video. All right. Cause he's getting, that's Bobby right there. Bobby oh, he's, on the left, oh, right there, it. that's okay. Bobby. All right. My butcher, a good man in Dronico's, go see him in the sunset if you're in San Francisco. All but right. he is raising money. So again. Oh, he's doing it right. He's got moves. Oh yeah, he's gonna start breaking down. Eventually he's, he breaks the fourth wall and says he is Bobby the Easter Bunny. Oh man, he admits the truth. Oh. You never admit your alter ego. Easter. I mean like, he, he's just owning it. You know what I mean? That's what Bobby uh. does. 
Alright. So Did I he connect the bunny eyes to make them sunglasses? Because I appreciate that attention to detail, if so. I don't know. Or is that just no, always how it is? He's just always a cool bunny. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people yesterday were like, oh man, maybe Greg's just doing all the legwork here for Bobby Eastman. No, Bobby's Bobby putting in work. Bobby's been putting in work forever. You need to go support him. Everybody okay. go to familyhouseinc.org. Go there, there's a donate button. In your notes, say you're from Kind of Funny. You're there to support Bobby the Easter Money. 22 years of raising money for kids with cancer. Thanks, Bobby. Thank Thanks for everything that you yeah, do. Bobby. <laughs> Thank right. you, Greg, for being Greg. Props to Bobby the Bunny. Yeah, man. Those Easter Bunnies, terrifying. Gotta say. Uh, me and Kevin once got chased down by one at the Westlake Shopping Mall. Really? And, it, and he hit my brother. He hit my brother. Oh did he deserve God. it? Probably. <laughs> what did we do to cause him to chase us? I don't remember exactly. Mm. I'm gonna blame him. Do you really not remember? No. Oh, what do we do? He came up with this basket and he was like, have some candy. And we were like, can we have more than one? He was like, no. And then we took more than one. Oh, I took yeah. more than one. So that was, that was probably bad. our fault. That was probably our fault. That was probably our was our bad. If you yeah. ever are offered candy from the Easter Bunny, just take one. Take one. That's the, the best advice I have. <laughs> Every kid needs candy. You got to oh take yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Share. Sharing is caring. Um, a little bit more housekeeping. The MCU in review rolls on on YouTube.com slash funny. The latest episode, Winter Soldier, just went up. You should check that out. Next week, we got Guardians. So everybody, it's not too late to hop on the MCU in review train in the, the hype train leading up to Infinity War. It's very exciting times. Uh, we are less than a thousand subs away from 230,000. We're like 699 away. So uh, if you could be one of those, that'd be really cool. And you get all the MCU stuff. Uh, and reminder, $5 or above if you leave them tips or bits and cheers and all that stuff that I don't really understand. We will read them live on this show. If you have any questions for Megaran, you should ask them. We'll answer them. It's gonna be a fun time for everybody. But for now, let's get to the news. Uh, the first news story of the day, this is a, a couple days old, actually, mm. but in the last 24 hours, I feel like it really like kicked up and there's been a lot of controversy oh, going yeah. on. Mm -hmm. uh, people are upset about Ready Player One mm. and it's uh, nostalgia-fueled posters. Have you uh, seen these? I have. What are your thoughts? First, I was like, are these like fan-created? Because uh, that's cool. And then I thought, no, they're not fan-created. It's not as cool. Not as cool at all. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's kind of going through that cycle of, yeah, you're right. If it's fan created, like, cool, yeah, fan art's great. Uh, but when these are officially sanctioned things, it's kind of like, oh, these don't look that great. And mm. it's weird that they're promoting things like the Iron Giant more <laughs> using Ready Player One than they ever promoted the Iron Giant. Right, <laughs> right. It's pretty ironic. Uh, it's like, hey, remember when movies were great? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts on Ready Player One? Did you read the book? I did. I read the book twice. Um, it, was, it was inspiring. I thought it was really good. Um, I have friends who have mixed reviews of it because I, I recommended it to all my friends. I was like, you got to read this if you love sci-fi and all the stuff we love. And they're like, yeah, but it felt kind of pandery to a lot of my friends. Even the they're, book? Yeah, even the oh, book. Oh, okay. I feel like I did not read the book. It's very, I mean, you can, you can imagine how from the first few trailers, like, it's just like, that's how the book is. It's like, yeah. remember this, remember that, remember this, remember that. It's a lot of 80s, a yeah. lot of 90s It's like stuff. BuzzFeed the movie, or the book. <laughs> BuzzFeed the movie. That's good. But yeah, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed the, the nostalgic feelings I got. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of people felt like that was kind of a crutch. You know, and um, so it's been mixed reviews. But honestly, I'm excited for the movie. Um, I don't think this was the best way to 
you know, jump out on some promotion. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, let a let a fan create this. I, you know? I've been kind of like back and forth on whether or not I'm excited for the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first heard about it, I hadn't read the book, so I didn't really understand what it was. But then seeing mm -hmm. the trailer, I kind of got the, the gist of it. And I was mm -hmm. like, mm, I don't know. But what I really liked, even from the first trailer, was I feel it has a very unique visual style to it. Yeah. Like, the, when you see the CG and the way that things move, I was like, oh, man, I've never seen it like uh, a movie done this way. It's different. Uh, it's like seeing the DeLorean kind of cruise through the, the streets and the cinematography there. I'm like, I feel like this movie might have uh, something special to it, even if it's not a great movie. And not to compare it to Speed Racer in a bad way, because I fucking love Speed Racer. <laughs> but I feel like it might have a Speed Racer quality to it where there's stuff to love about it, even if you don't love the entire movie as a whole. Right, right. I think that'll it'll, it'll definitely attract people and people will find things in it that they really enjoy. Yeah, so I'm pretty pretty stoked for it. And like on the the level of just the nostalgia fun references and the the member berries and all that, um, them getting like the the voice of Chucky to be the voice of Chucky, it, it's gonna be those little That's Easter cool. eggs and it's, stuff. It's I think. full of Easter eggs. I remember reading about the first trailer and how there's like a hundred different things inside of it that most people didn't catch, like mm -hmm. very small pieces. And I think the whole movie's gonna be like that, which is cool. So it'll lead to hopefully multiple views. You know, like hey, you'll watch it again to see what you missed, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. I think this maybe isn't the best way to jump out on mm -hmm. it, but uh, but overall, I, I am still excited. Uh, something I'm very excited for, Avengers Infinity War gets 18 new illustrated character posters. Kev, can you scroll down just a little bit? I actually opened them up here. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah so a lot of the, the main characters get uh, the, these really stylized, colorful posters. <laughs> main uh, characters. There's some weird... Huh? Main characters? There's 18 of them, Tim. Well, How there's some there's some weird additions. There's no Black Panther. Mm. That's interesting. Like, like where, where are a couple of them? Like, that uh, is true. But what I really appreciate about this is Marvel is getting weird. They're, yeah. like, embracing the comic book. And I feel like Phase 3 of the movies uh, really kind of ushered in a new era of them being like, we understand what we are, we understand our tone, and yeah. we can kind of really use colors to our advantage and, like, hone in on each of the, uh, our characters and franchises having an identity that's rooted in, in color and having the artist side of the comic books kind of yeah. show. And we see it in Guardians and Ragnarok, and it's cool to see Infinity War, which so far has had more of a, a muted palette, I would say, yeah. uh, kind of come to life here. Yeah, these look great. I mean, gosh, I would like to see this. Either this is a full poster or like individual posters or t-shirts even. Yeah. Like, it's a great idea. This is this is super cool. I find it interesting that Ish refer to him as Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> like, I, I wonder if he's going to, like, look at, we got Iron Man and Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Iron Spider, Falcon. Oh, it's cool. They call him Iron Spider. Yep. That's dope. I like that. Uh, Rocket, Dragon, and Bucky. <laughs> well... Was the Winter Soldier his code name? Well, Winter Soldier was like the bad guy name. I, I don't. I didn't read the com the comic no, no, books. No, no, no. But I, I mean, like in Winter Soldier, did anyone ever call him Winter Soldier? Because I was reading something really cool <laughs> saying that like the Winter Soldier comes from like some poem talking about summer soldiers and winter soldiers. That like Winter Soldiers are the ones that like stay even when it gets really rough and you know and tough. And anyways, this article was saying who's the Winter Soldier. And it was making the argument that Captain America was the Winter Soldier because he was still staying, fighting the good fight, even though like the government uh, turned against him. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, it's definitely a question for the chat because I I have no idea about that. Are you a big comic guy? I'm a comic guy. I wasn't much of a Captain America reader though, so I'm not fully sure about it. But yeah, it must have been a situation where Winter Soldier was more of a title that was given to a person who held that role, yeah. and not necessarily Bucky. Uh, did you read the Spider-Man comics? 
or like the Civil War stuff where he gets the Iron Spider suit? No. I remember I read him back in the day. Yeah. I don't remember why does the Iron Spider have three extra legs and not four? Because that's weird, right? I don't think there was a reason. I think it just looked cool. But it's it like spiders cool. have eight legs, not seven. Sure. Oh. That's a weird... Can you pull up the image of the Iron Spider? Yeah. Give me a second. But like, keep talking. Yeah, no. I, yeah, just because I, I don't. I've always wondered that. So if anyone in the chat knows Someone why, the, why the Iron know. Spider has seven legs instead of eight, or not legs, but yeah, it's, there's a three. It's weird. He looks cool though. He I mean, does yeah, look cool. Looks he looks damn cool. cool. Maybe it was to like separate him from Doc Ock. Yeah. But like, I would I mean, imagine hey, octopus and spiders both have eight legs, and that makes sense. Huh. Wow. I don't know. Next news story. Hold on, we're enjoying this. Next news story, we're getting some cool Shazam stuff for the first time. Yeah. Uh, we're finally seeing some behind the scenes shots, uh, leaked stuff of people, seeing mm -hmm. Shazam in action, Zachary Levi doing his thing. Apparently it's him stopping a bus. Uh, so there's not much here, but <laughs> looks real dumb when you see it. And there's no, this is, the oh bus man. isn't even moving. I don't want to watch this. This is this is taking the magic away. Now, now you know this there's is, a bus that that's there. This is terrible. The it's a parked bus and then pretending to stop it. Can you go to the next thing? Yeah, yeah sure. Sorry. Hold on. There's a better shot of him in, oh, in the costume. Yeah. He looks so silly. Look at him just being silly. <laughs> oh, oh. Someone needs to like dub uh -oh. over some Benny Hill sound effects mm -hmm. to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I had some cartoon slips. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, so uh Shazam is interesting to me because this is one of those movies that I didn't think was ever actually going to happen. Like, I thought Seriously. that we wouldn't get this far after... I've been talking about it for so long, and I, yeah, I, didn't, I just didn't think it was real at, at this point. Because with Justice League and how it did, and even before then with Man of Steel and, you know, Batman v Superman and everything, it's like, I, I just... They, they went so into this DC universe, and then every movie I feel is like, the, oh, is this going to be the last one? Is this going to be the last one? The Wonder Woman was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, this is the best shot we get so far, and it's like, hey, damn, that, I, I like how that it, looks though. It looks right, and like that's that's mm -hmm. a good sign. I feel like if anything, mm -hmm. uh, the DC movies have done a good job being faithful or at least correctly inspired by uh, the comics for their their costumes, which is something that you know Marvel gets a lot of shit for on occasion for some of the liberties. That they take, I'm glad it wasn't like a black sleeve yeah. suit or something. Yeah, like keep it colorful. Mm -hmm. This is cool. And I mean, it's, it's a comic book. Make sure yep. make it vibrant. Next story. Uh, this one was also a couple days old, but I feel like you'd have some fun things to say about it. Hmm. WWE announces a 50-man Greatest Royal Rumble what? in Saudi Arabia. What? Uh, this comes from what culture? In a press release earlier today, WWE, in conjunction with the Saudi General Sports Authority, announced they are set to are set to stage a mammoth 50-man Royal Rumble at King Abdullah Sports City on 20, the 27th of April. The mm. event, christened the greatest Royal Rumble, will eclipse 2011's 40-man effort in terms of participants, with mm. superstars such as John Cena, Roman Reigns, Triple H, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura all slated to feature on the show in Jeddah. The show is part of a 10-year strategic multi-platform partnership in support of Vision 2030, Saudi Arabia's social and economic reform program. Um... Our partnership with the Saudi General Sports Authority reflects a long-term commitment to present WWE's world-class entertainment to a global audience on a grander scale than ever before, says Vince McMahon. Uh, this is interesting. 50-man Royal Rumble. This is interesting. But like, I wonder what the what's it for? 
Is it just for bragging rights? Is it just for the fun of it? Yeah, it seems like it's just an exhibition to get, you know, get some people, like, kind of boost the, the Saudi, you know, economy. It's mm -hmm. just like economic reform. So I think that that's, it's a cool idea for that. It's a big exhibition. Uh, the fact that they make it the biggest, I'm sure Vince is like, it's got to be bigger. It's got to be bigger. Bigger than ever. <laughs> Better than ever. You know, so, uh, so it's cool. But yeah, there are no stakes. My, my only thing is with wrestling is I always want to know, what are the stakes? Like, mm -hmm. what are the implications? So it would be cool if they, you know, talked about this and said, hey, the winner of this one on the next Raw will get a title shot or just something. Something, something. like that. Yeah, because I it, think that would be cool. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know if this is going to be televised or, or not. Probably um, not. But, but it's it's interesting that they're marketing it as a Royal Rumble. Because they've done Rumbles before where it's like without the, the Royal. They could call it like a moniker. Battle Royal. Battle yeah. Royale, yeah. Yeah, but so, um, yeah, that's interesting. So it is it is interesting. What were your thoughts on the Rumble this year? It was great. One of the best I've seen in, in years. I think it was one of the best of all time. Yeah. this We was, had so much fun watching it. The winners were great. fantastic. They did it, you know? Yeah, they nailed it. I, I was, this was one of the first cards where I was just like, I don't have any problem with this. Like, it was booked so well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we got what we wanted, you know? Nakamura's, uh, yeah. Nakamura's going to WrestleMania. It's going to be awesome. I remember watching it. Like, we were having such a great time, and a lot of people, uh, I was looking at, like, kind of reviews afterwards, and they were mm -hmm. saying that the, the first half of the men's uh, Rumble was a little slow and too gimmicky. I enjoyed it. I mm. thought they did a really good job of kind of giving uh, everything that we love about wrestling some time to shine, whether it was like actual cool spots mm. or gimmicks really shining and, and you know showing off the true form. New Day killing it, oh, being absolutely. hilarious and awesome. I would have liked to see, I guess, more of a, a presence from some of those guys like the New Day and some others, but I don't think they like eliminated anyone really. So stuff like that. But I did really enjoy all the spots. I mean, it's like an it's over an hour long match, so mm. you gotta pace it out, you know. So I didn't have any problem with maybe it starting a little slower and letting everybody get a little bit of shine. Yeah. Uh, since we last talked, there's a lot going on in your life. You you got to be part of mm. WWE programming. Oh yeah. What Man. was that? What'd you do? How was that like? That was incredible. Uh, shout out to Xavier Woods. Friend of the show, um, for giving me the the opportunity of a lifetime. He just kind of called me up. was like, "Hey, man, uh, are you in town? Uh, we got this idea for a rap battle, and if we have a rap battle, you know, let's have a rapper in there somewhere." So it was really cool. He had um, Wale host, and I was just like kind of an extra in the back. It was Fourth of How July. How crazy was that? Hanging out with Wale? <laughs> Pretty crazy. It, it was just like a surreal night. Just being able to just hang out backstage, just like sitting around and catering next to like some some of the like people I've been watching forever you know uh had a really cool moment with John Cena which was awesome I was like hey we're doing a rap battle John we need you and he's like nope it's a young man's game I respectfully will but come on <laughs> that is awesome I miss yeah. the John Cena rapping days though I do that too, was the man my favorite era of John Cena uh, that was really good stuff Cena man before you went total uh, family friendly PG baby era babyface Cena, baby face Cena man I would love to see him rapping and just disrespecting people oh again. he's so awesome just tear <laughs> Roman Reigns up Yo. god that would be great uh, and a perfect segue uh, talking about John Cena here on ComingSoon.net, we can meet Baron Draxum, John Cena's villain from Rise of the Ninja Turtles. Mm. Uh, Nickelodeon has revealed the first look at Baron Draxum, voiced by WWE superstar John Cena, an original villain in the all-new animated series Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, he says, I've always been a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, so getting the opportunity to voice a character, especially the villain, Baron Draxum, is truly special. He's turning heel. Uh, it's an alchemist warrior mutant from the Hidden City. Baron Draxum is the self-proclaimed protector of all mutant kind. Using ooze, he plans to mutate all of humanity with his insect-like creatures called ooze-skitos. Ooze <laughs> 
Awesome name. Uh, CNN's recurring character will debut in the premiere episode of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, premiering later this year on Nickelodeon. I hope the show is good. Oh, Everything so we've seen so far doesn't make it look like it's going to be. Uh, but, but we I can't love... judge it yet. We haven't really seen anything but just some pictures of the turtles, and right? the pictures don't look good. <laughs> That's the problem with it. I mean, the art style is a little... Different. Yeah, I, I will like say it's, that. it's a popular art style now. Now, like the yeah. DuckTales kind of uses that too. Similar. And I remember looking at the DuckTales like, whoa, yeah. that's not my DuckTales. But then thing, I liked it. It was good. You can't judge something completely off the art style. Because I remember uh, when Transformers animated came out right after the, the Transformers movies. Mm -hmm. And it was fantastic, even though it had a very kiddie uh, art style to it. Yeah. Um, but just like the last Ninja Turtles show was so good mm -hmm. that I, I wonder if they can keep the magic going on here. And like I, I do find it interesting that they're changing up the Turtles' uh, personality traits and, and the dynamics between the brothers. Yeah, that's um, interesting. But it's like, you know, it's one of those things where nobody wants anything to change, but simultaneously everyone wants to see something different. Yeah. So I appreciate that they're trying something different, but hopefully it, like, gives everyone what they want. You got want. a lot of people to please, you know, so that, that's tough. Mm -hmm. But I'll give it a chance, though. This is a, a random, very, very random thing uh, that Jen Miller sent over to us. Uh, this is from ModCloth, which, which is a popular uh, clothing site uh, for women. Um, and they now have a top called the Podcast Podcast Co-Host Sleeveless Top in black. Uh, the description reads, Even a late night in the studio deserves your best style effort. Show you agree by sporting this black top to record your next episode. Boasting a notched neckline and deep blue trim down the center, this loose and flowy ModCloth namesake label top makes your outfit just as clever as the insights you share with your digital audience. What the fuck? How is this so specific of an item? <laughs> and it's like, granted, there's a lot of it, you know streamers and you know people that do podcasts and stuff, but I get it. And if there was the dude equivalent, it'd be pretty easy. Just like have a white guy with a beard, or black tee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Black tees, maybe a bomber jacket. Call it a day. Yeah. Um, but this is—it's pretty funny. But man, I'd be lying if I if I said that that doesn't look like every single podcast host I mean, I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, did they model this after a specific host? Like who? <laughs> They probably just like they looked at reruns of? of G4 and they're yeah. just like, <laughs> they got it. Nailed it. <laughs> what are, uh, I would love to see the reviews. We got to read the reviews at some point. Oh, is there? Is there? There are 13 reviews. Oh, okay. Let's we go. We got to read them. <laughs> it's an all right top. Just didn't fit me right. <laughs> With a three out of five, okay rating. Okay. Uh, Let's see, is there anyone Not that actually... Not one person talking about their podcast. Yeah, how, no, no one's referring the podcast. to podcast. Not a lot of room in the chest. Three out of five. I've gotten this style in an XL and another color. Decided to go with an L since I had a little bit extra room under the arms. Terrible choice. Even though the shirt's flowy, it fits pretty close in the chest. If you were on a C cup or above, I'd size up. Always a good piece of advice. Good Always piece of size advice. Up. Like, oh, everyone is saying, saying the same thing. Too small on the bust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way, Way too, small too small across the bust. Uh, oh, man, guys. If you, if you have boobs, don't get this shirt. Don't get this shirt. That's going to be a problem for, for everybody. Uh, an awkward collar. I had mm. high hopes for this top, but the collar is just so awkward. It lays straight on one side and flaps on the other, no matter how much I mess with it. I've had that issue with shirts. Yeah. With the, where the collar is not doing what I want it to. And that's, uh, that's always hard. It gets frustrating. It's always well. very hard. Uh, so now for the topic of the show, I just wanted to do a nice little fun AMA with Megaran. So anybody in the chat, if you have questions, let's hit them up. Cool. Let's talk about this stuff. I have a question. Yeah. You won a world record. Yo, I did. I got a Guinness world record. I was in London to pick that up, which is pretty insane. Was that what you just did in yeah, London? Yeah, that's what oh, I just cool. did. Oh, cool. Um, 
they sent me an email like, hey, um, we think you have a record. We'd like to talk to you about how many songs you have about video games. And so they approached you. They did. And so I started just like counting everything. I never did that before. And it turns out I had like 130 songs about video games, which is a lot. Yeah. And uh, so they were like, yeah, that's a record by a long shot. So uh, we want to give you an award for the 2018 Guinness Book that comes out uh, for most, uh, most songs about a game that are commercially released. And I was like, what? Okay, cool. So I went over there. We did a photo shoot. And it was amazing. And... Um, I was like, so who's in second place? And they were like, oh, it's not even close. There's, it's like <laughs> 10. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who it was? No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who it is. Somebody tell me who you are. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> They're probably gunning for me now. Now there's a number out there, 130. People, but so is it 130 like, songs about games or was it specifically Mega specifically Man? Specifically Mega Man. So it was about any, like a song about a game, mm. like a franchise, you know? So... Yeah, and the commercially available. So they got some cool caveats on there that might help me hold this record yeah, yeah, for a little yeah, while. For, for a while. By, Unless someone's got it for Whose first name starts with an R. Yeah. Like, it does get kind of specific you know, it as gets, you go down. It gets, it gets a little more specific. That's pretty cool, though. Does uh, that kind of, like, inspire you to, to try to do other records? or? Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, that was a lot of work, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, let's start making 100 more songs about it. No, no. But, um, but it does make me think about it. Like, that's not something I set out to do. Like, okay, we're going to break a record, you know? So um, it just kind of gave me some, I guess, validation to be like, wow, man, like, this crazy idea that I started a long time ago, like, rapping inspired by video games, has uh, it's taken me to places I never, ever thought I would go. So, um so that just lets me know, you know, staying the course has, um, has definitely has its benefits. Yeah. So for those that don't know, so you started as a teacher. Correct. And then you, you started rapping, you started rapping about Mega Man, mm-hmm. like, and, and now it's, it's led to this decade-long adventure of you just having a crazy lifestyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Getting to do pretty, all the coolest things ever. It's been pretty wild, man. Yeah, like Capcom heard it back in the day. They heard the mixtape I put out and um, decided to partner with me instead of like suing me which they could have easily done. It was done. one or the other. They you know, sent me an email like oh this is actually really good. Don't worry this is not a cease and desist. We actually want to work with you. So they invited me out to San Diego Comic Con and, and like so we've been just like partnering up. But we didn't have anything official going on but then later uh, a film wanted to use some of the music and so the, the guy who worked for the film was like hey uh, do you have a license with Capcom? And I was like oh what's that? And he's like We'll, we'll get our lawyer on the case and we'll talk to them. And then they sent me in the email from Capcom saying, like, you have a worldwide exclusive license to, uh, to use our, you know, music and things like that. So it's just been a wild ride since then. Yeah. It's been working on cool stuff, um, partnering with them on a lot of cool things as well as doing my own thing. And um, I'm just glad they enjoyed it. You know, yeah. like they really could have just could have put the kibosh on this a long time uh-huh. ago and I'd be back teaching. So, so, uh, so you've yeah. done you've done a lot of Mega Man rap stuff. You've mm-hmm. done a Final Fantasy Seven project. Correct. You have your own stuff that's just like personal, mm-hmm. like just real life rap. Yeah. And then there's the wrestling stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, I love a whole lot. So we made a project called Matt Mania, uh, which we put out usually. Well, the last two WrestleManias during that week, we put out a project with maybe five or six of our favorite wrestling themes, kind of flipped in the same way that I would do with the with the Mega Man or Final Fantasy. And so we had some fun with that. That was. Um, man, in fact, that at Kind of Funny Live, we did uh, did one live with Xavier yeah. Woods, and uh, that, that was, was awesome. really, really dope. So fun. Yeah, Greg's got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you also have a podcast as well, right? I do. I have a podcast called Matt Mania where we chat wrestling, TV, video games, hip hop. All the good stuff. Whatever's on my mind at the time. Uh, and uh, got to shout out my boys who hold that down when I'm on the road. Uh, T. Carl, Rock Knowledge, Neo X. What's up, guys? Um, and go on and then search Matt Mania Podcast and hear us talking, shooting the breeze about all of our favorite stuff. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you ever feel like, do you worry about being like kind of pigeonholed into rapping about things? Or like, like, have you found success outside of that as well? And does it matter to you? I definitely feel like there's some pressure. Like more often than not, people say, hey, the Final Fantasy VII thing was so good. Now can you do eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 now, you know? And I'm like, I have to, I have A to 10 have one that. would be dope, I'm just saying. 10 would be good. And, <laughs> and, I, and I won't say that I haven't considered these, but um, it's gotta be right timing. It's gotta be a, a game that, that I played, that I enjoyed, that really inspired me. And you know, Final Fantasy VII was one that you know, got me through a lot of rough times, you know, and as far as Mega Man as well, like that music has been stuck in my head since then, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why I create around those things. So it has to be something that's special to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really what it, what it comes down to. But yeah, you, as an artist, the worst thing is, like the very worst thing you can get is to be pigeonholed or mm-hmm. someone saying, that's the guy who does that thing, that yeah. one thing, please do that one thing for the rest of your life, you know, so. Uh, but now I feel like I've, I've gotten a bit of a freedom since my last like full release RNDM, I've talked about it on the record. Like, hey, people want games, people want real life, people want all this. So I was like, well, let's just put them together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll talk about how games has influenced me as a kid, as an adult, as a, a member of marginalized groups. Like how video games have been there through all those things mm-hmm. and how I can tie them in. So that's really, I think I've found kind of a formula mm-hmm. that most importantly pleases me. And, uh, and that's really what it's about. You gotta, you gotta please yourself. Yeah. I can't make something I don't like. Like, I can't make a Qbert rap just mm-hmm. because. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be something that affects me. Although Qbert has some Q-Bert, cool sound effects. Qbert's pretty dope. It's a fun game. <laughs> Speaking on the the marginalized groups thing, like with Black Panther coming out and seeing all the the videos of the kids in schools that their teachers came in and were like. We're, we're, the whole class is going to, to see Black mm-hmm. Panther and then the kids losing their minds and freaking out. As a teacher and as somebody that like grew with all that, like what what did Black Panther mean to you? Oh man, it was it was great, man. I, I've, I've had so many like emotional moments thinking about Black Panther or walking to like a Target and seeing, you know, the different costumes kids could wear from like from Falcon to, to Finn to, you know, seeing dolls for all these characters to Black Panther. I'm just like, wow, like, this was not even a thought when I was young, you know? It's so, to be able to look at a toy shelf and see yourself is an amazing feeling. And to look at a $100 million movie and see yourself, you know, I think is um, so awesome, man. And, and I, if I was still teaching now, my class would have definitely gone to see that. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's so cool. It warms my heart when I see that, like people taking their children to see it, kids doing the Wakandan salute and, uh, you know, in African garb and all that cool stuff. And it's like, these are things that, just didn't exist when I was young. So I think like we're, we're definitely in a new time. I think Hollywood's kind of leading the way when it comes to that stuff. You know, we still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I do think that Hollywood is uh, is it's got it got it right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a good time. It's a good time to be alive and to be into media in general. It's fantastic. Great man. time. I'm loving it. Uh, so you travel a lot. You tour a lot. You do a lot of shows. But you also do a lot of conventions and, and events around nerd culture. Like what are, oh, yeah. what are some of your favorite ones that you go to every year? Oh man, E3 is always a blast. I usually see you guys out there. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, San Diego Comic Con, although huge and crazy, is uh, <laughs> still one of my favorites. Uh, PAX is great. 
Um, I went. I still haven't been to Dragon Con yet in Atlanta. Everyone talks about how great yeah, that is. Austin's always talking about that. Ah, oh, that's yeah, that's his favorite one. Um, there's a classic game fest in Austin, which is super fun. Where that's what I'm all about—the retro stuff. So mm-hmm. seeing retro games everywhere and love the people who love retro game culture just as much as me. Um, so yeah, anywhere where there's fun games, good people, and a, a good stage, you know, where people can hear the the music that I'm creating is uh, always a good convention for me. A convention I've always wanted to go to, but I've never had the chance, is MAGFest, oh! which is uh, the music and games How could I forget the mention MAGFest? And uh, I just, so what is it for people that don't know? Oh, man. MAGFest is literally 24-hour games and music. It's music and gaming fest. So it's just a huge baller hotel full of nerds who love games, who love music, who love just everything about the culture. So you can go into a room and see panels. You can go to the 24-hour arcade that's free. You can go and see concerts all night long. You can see chiptune from Nerdcore to VGM to, you know, vocals to all kinds of music going on in this one place. And, you know, I think it's it's like a dream come true. Like, you, I can't recommend it enough. MAGFest is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. You're like, wow, this is real. Like, it's almost a, it's like your your dreams as a kid come true. You're like, man, I wish other people were around who loved all these things I do. Yeah, there's a there's ten thousand of them. Yeah, you know? so it's it's great. Probably twenty thousand now. It's getting so much so much bigger now. Well, it's cool too because there's such a community of like video game remixers or uh, video game uh, music people that just make music for games. And it's kind of become full full circle with guys like Vert, yeah. who used to remix game music and are now making some of the best now game music there is in the game games. Music. And then you know partnering up with people like you and like then Rabbi. And it's kind of this like community of a bunch of creators. It's similar to YouTube. Uh, yeah. Like and YouTubers and how everybody collaborates over there, but on the music side of things all, and all just sharing the love of, of video games, and it's so cool to every time see you tweet out like working with all these other people that I mm-hmm. grew up listening to or, or <laughs> love, or seeing you partner with like Brian Altano to yeah. to make a, a track about Resident Evil Seven where he produced it and you he did wrapped on yeah it. he did a great great job with that so yeah it's always fun to see all of us come together over and it's over our love of games it's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. And uh, just being able to take that creativity into something else, and um, it's a it's a great thing. Yeah, I love collaborating too. That's usually my my favorite way to create. Uh, the Stephen on X says, "Who are your top five favorite rappers of all time?" I know that's hard to put you on the spot like that. Oh, Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan. <laughs> We're getting a lot right. of that in the chat as well. Now that we got that out of the way, I knew that was I knew that's <laughs> the classic one. Um, so. Uh, top five all time, they said? Mm-hmm. Okay, LL Cool J, uh, Rakim, um, Jay-Z, uh, Notorious B.I.G., uh, and Ice Cube. Cool Greg hears Jay-Z and immediately runs in the room. <laughs> the rock! The time it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. DH Canada says, has Cool Greg been on the podcast? No, but. But, yo, we got an announcement. Can I announce this now? Can I do this? Okay, so we're doing Matt Mania Live WrestleMania weekend, Friday, April the 6th, and uh, we have a special guest host for this show. It's going to be live podcasts, live music, all kinds of good stuff. My friend Open Mike Eagle will be performing, and special guest host, Cool Greg! 
It's going to be awesome. I Yo, love it. It's, it's going to be it's so, so funny. lit. Like, I mean, obviously, I grew up my entire life with my brother because that's how families work. But um, it's so funny, like, seeing his interests kind of grow over time. Mm-hmm. And Megaran, as a, an idea, is kind of the overlapping of the Venn diagram of everything he's interested in, where it's wrestling and <laughs> rapping, and it's just, like, that's, so perfect. Oh, that's amazing. That's I love so it, man. dope. Yeah, he's uh, losing his mind here now. <laughs> yo, I'm so, so stoked, man. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, see you um, Nola. Mr. Yasmin the Runner says, has Megaran seen the trailer for Christopher Robin? It came out yesterday. Oh, my God. That's the last time I cried, which was yesterday. I saw that. <laughs> yo. It looks so awesome, man. Oh, my I God. In. Even thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm getting those chills. Like, I love the look of Pooh. And it, I love that it's the right voice. And it's, I'm just the like, voice, I am so in. And I was reading like, about ah. it. Because I, I was, I didn't know what the the movie actually was. Like I was like, is it just Christopher Robin and Pooh, or is it the whole crew? And the whole crew's coming. Whole like crew? there's voices for for Tigger and for for Kanga oh and for, my for God. And Piglet. I'm like, let's go. Oh my go. God, I'm there first day, <laughs> first night. So I posted that on my Facebook, and people were like, oh, they're just stealing Hook. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm down. So Steal Hook. Thoughts? We Steal need more Hooks. Hook is great. Like fuck reboots and fuck all this. I want more Hook. <laughs> What's wrong with Hook? Man. God, I want to go watch Hook after this. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Load Last Checkpoint says, God bless Megaram's 24-hour live YouTube channel. Helps me chill while I play Monster Hunter. Yo, shout out to DJ Cutman for hooking oh, that up. Oh, yeah. He, um, he was like, hey, man, great idea. I want to do a 24-hour stream. You have so much music. So we just run a live stream. Just a big scramble of all my tunes. So you go to YouTube slash Megaram, throw it on, get some work done in the background. Every once in a while, I go in there, I, I start chatting about when I hear a song I haven't heard in a while, I'll come in and give a little background on when I wrote that and how I was feeling about it. That's fine. So, yeah, super fun. Thanks, DJ Cutman, for hooking that up. A brilliant idea. Um, let's see, what else we got here? Drastic26 says, any advice for upcoming MCs? Uh, listen to the, the greats. Absolutely, study the greats. You know, the, the, the Eminem's, the Kendrick Lamar's, the... the Tupac's the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And figure out what makes them great, you know, and pull them apart. And, you know, they say, what, well, imitation is the best form of flattery. Sometimes it takes uh, putting yourself in their shoes, trying to create a song they would create, and then building from there, stripping it apart, and building your own stuff. But um, on the same note, which is going to sound like a total contradiction, don't be like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you got to, at the same time, you could rap like Eminem and not, talk about the things that I've talked about. You know what I mean? So uh, it's important to realize that, especially today more than ever, you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be the person you are and still be successful in music. You don't have to pretend to be a tough guy. You don't have to pretend to be a bookworm. You don't have to pretend to be anything. You can be exactly who you are and somebody will relate to it. So, but um, my, my focus for that was just technic- from a technical standpoint, to be a good rapper, study the really good rappers. Mm-hmm. And always make sure every song is about something. MC Frontline told me that. That's awesome. Uh, Mr. Firewater says, how Andre 3000 isn't unanimously considered the greatest of all time boggles my mind. He's definitely in the conversation. That's not even a question. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, never fallen off. Never had a bad song. Never. But he doesn't have the solo catalog. Yeah, that's and the problem. So that's the problem. I Still said, being alive and putting out as little as he does yeah, is like, just so give us, give us one. Give us more. Give us give one us, more project. Uh, one more classic album and he's top. Uh, same thing with Black Thought of the Roots. I think Black Thought is incredible. Mm-hmm. He's probably the greatest bar for bar rapper. But as a part of a band or a collective, it's hard to put someone as the top. 
So Andre 3000 is incredible, superb, better than everybody. <laughs> but I feel like you got to, in rap, you have to, you have to kind of step out on your own you and prove it. You have to keep proving it. You yeah. got to prove it. So that's all. Uh, Zyger wants to know, are you going to PAX East? Uh, no, that's WrestleMania weekend. So unfortunately, I will not. But a couple of my friends will be there. Uh, Eric of Nerds Clothing will be there. Uh, my good friend Tanya DePass will be doing a great uh, panel about streaming. Um, and she asked me to be a part of it, but unfortunately, I couldn't. So I won't be there, but I'll be in Boston the week before for tour oh, um, cool. at Somerville, a place called Once Lounge on the 28th. Uh, Johnny K wants to know, speaking of WrestleMania, what are your thoughts on this year's WrestleMania? Well, um, I don't know. Like, the card is still kind of up in the air. Um, my, I have one thought. I just want them to give AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura time to create a classic match. That's all. Give them time. How awesome would it be? Put the match on first and give them 30 minutes. I mean, whatever you got to do. But don't rush this match. Yeah. You cannot rush this. We want this so bad. That's really the only thing. Outside of that, I mean, I'll be there. So hopefully I'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But um, but I want to make sure that those guys get the get the classic that we deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to see that. What are your thoughts on the Taker Cena situation? Hmm. Well, this is gonna sound kind of mean, but I don't want to see Undertaker wrestle anymore. Um, he's done more than enough for the business, for the for the culture of wrestling. Um, Last year was rough to watch. I mean, it was like, and I understand what he has to go through to even get ready to be in a match. So I respect that wholeheartedly. And I feel like it, at this point, it can only be damaging to your legacy to, to go out there and not deliver a five-star match. You yeah. know what I mean? So in that regard, and I do think Cena will work hard and Cena would make that a, a good match. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think that, that Undertaker needs to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if he really wants to, sure, but I hope he's not bending to pressure yeah. to do it, you know. Uh, Super Berserk TV says, what do you think of Lin-Manuel Miranda as a rapper? Yo, um, I think Hamilton's a really amazing play. Next question. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Nah, he's pretty good. He's good. He's good. I'm just, I'm just teasing. He's like, he's good. D-Danger 10 says, any games released recently that have influenced any upcoming songs? Actually, yeah. Monster Hunter World. Holy yeah. cannoli. <laughs> Game is so good. So Game good. of the year already calling it. <laughs> um, have you played Celeste? No. You gotta you know play what? Celeste, man. My friend Sam just asked me. He's like, Dude, have you played this? And I was like, no. He's like, play it. Hold on. If you like Mega Man, it's, dude, it's right up your alley. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. tough 2D platformer with a better heart of than gold. Monster Hunter. World. I mean, I, I can't say I can't. I don't play Monster Hunter, so I can't say that. But I will say that Celeste is my game of the year so far, and I wow. don't see that changing. Okay, all right, I'm getting Celeste today. Then you should, man. Right. It's fantastic. Get um, on the switch. Monster Hunter. We did a track for it for Patreon. We do a Patreon song or two every month called. Uh, it's Patreon slash Bits and Rhymes, and we just uh, we did a song called Monster Hunters. It has uh, my man Phil Hansen and IQ and K Murdoch did the beat. And uh, it's a banger. It's a banger. Yeah. And it was mainly because I played so much in the game and really enjoyed it. So, uh, so that's where like the the Patreon is kind of like a time capsule of where I am, like mm. what I'm playing, what I'm thinking about. That's and, cool. And those are the songs that I write about at that moment. So we did a song called Monster Hunters. There's a snippet on my YouTube, and um, 
Yeah, so uh, absolutely, that's that's the game that's inspired me the most. I could write a whole friggin' album about that game, I think, but I won't, though. Nate Sticker says the music is so good in Celeste, too, and yes, mm-hmm. oh my god, it is, and I'm just hearing it now. There's gonna be a Celeste rap. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm calling mm-hmm. it right now. You're gonna play this game, you're gonna mm-hmm. fall in love. It's It writes itself. It's, it's Really? Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. Do you, okay. know what the ga- do you know about the game? No, I don't even know about it. So it's a 2D platformer mm-hmm. uh, made by the people that made Towerfall. Ascension. Oh, um, love so the art style is like that. It's a single player game. Okay. And uh, it's the story of this character named Celeste um, as she climbs a mountain. And the whole point mm. of the game is to get to the top of the mountain. Okay. But it's a metaphor for her dealing with her depression. Oh my God. And this is awesome it's, already. it's so good. It's like okay. the way that they meld storytelling and, uh, and platforming and making the gameplay match the story at hand. It is. Oh, it's fantastic, and it's hard right. as fuck in the best way. Okay. It's really All right. great. I guess I gotta get it today. The Platinum Prince Josh Grab says, Tim, I just Platinum Celeste last night. You Yo. are a machine, my friend. Josh Grab, insane. Platinuming Celeste must be so hard. Uh, Unsexiest Comedian says, that Monster Hunter track, Megaran, was fire. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Shout out to Kay Murdoch, who worked on Kay that. Kay Murdoch, man. We started working on it. When I played the beta, I was like, I'm really liking this game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we were we were ready for that one. Um, oh, her name's Madeline, not Celeste. Wow. You're so right. Wait, her name's not Celeste. No, her name's not Celeste. So who's Celeste in the story? Is that like some secret? The secret? I guess the mountain. Oh, the mountain. Celeste, yeah. Okay. Ah. The mountain's, wow, man. Yeah, I fucked that up. My bad. Mm. Someone says her name's Samus. <laughs> Calling me out. That's funny. Um, all right, let's see. What else we got in the show? Time for P.S. I Love This Best Friend, XOXO. You can go to kindofunny.com slash best friend to nominate someone in the community doing something dope. Uh, Louis Salazar is shouting out Drew Gardenier. Drew posted in the Patreon community giving away a free Kind of Funny hoodie, and I responded, I'm now patiently awaiting the hoodie. So thank you, Drew, for being an awesome best friend. Shout out to Drew. Doing cool things. I yeah. appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, going to the tips real quick. Let's see what's going on over there. Don't forget about the bits, too. <laughs> tips and the bits. Just for you, Kev. Today's Wednesday, correct? Sure is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Passive G2 says, Megaran, it was the Kind of Funny Live 2 uh, video that Tim took a sweet time with that I fell in love with your music and have been listening nonstop ever since. Please never stop. Wow. Shout out to you. I Thank you so much. Have you been using the background video that, yes. uh, that I sent? Absolutely have. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much for Dude, that. Man. I love it, man. I, I had such such fun editing those that things. That was dope. Yeah, man. I've used that all over the world now. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want stuff, let me know. I love making those things. Well, I would definitely need something then. Uh, Wolf Small says, here's my belated birthday tax. Now Greg owes me a birthday card. Uh, the birthday card, you can get one if you go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and sign up for the Patreon fan tier for this month. And Greg will send you a birthday card for his birthday, which doesn't make sense, but he insists that it does. I Greg Miller. No. Uh, if he's listening to this, he's about to come in here screaming because that's how he does things. Uh, Cario Dude says... Uh, I know this isn't the gaming show, but this is important. Last week, Britt and Andrea said Pokemon Switch should ditch turn-based combat. Uh, are you kidding me? What do you two think? Absolutely not. Nah. They're crazy. Pokemon is based on the, the combat nah. system. Have a spinoff. Spinoff games can be fine. Make mm-hmm. it like the anime. That's cool. Keep Pokemon what it is. Keep Pokemon the way it is. Pezzo G2 now cheered and says, Megaran, River City Handsome sold me on the River City Ransom Underground. Oh, yes. 
Thank you so much. That's a really fun track. Uh, Unsexiest Comedian says, Tim, I'm a main man, Mega Ran Ran. Hate that I missed your last shows in Phoenix, but when your tour is done, if you got time, we got to throw a meet and greet to celebrate the last year. Love you. It's a great idea. Wow. Uh, Let's chat about that. Valer 2 says, Mega Ran, even a few months later, I'm still being welcomed to the Mega Man show. Well done on such a stuck-in-my-head song. Nice. And uh, Sushi Girl Ali says, third day in a row tipping because all the freaking amazing guests. Mega Ren has such a good energy, and I love listening to him talk about whatever. Love y'all. I agree. You, you do have, you have a soothing, positive vibe to you. Thank you so I, much. I enjoy Thank a you. lot. You should have seen me in the show. classroom. It was nothing like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. You know. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and now it's time for a giveaway. There's four ways to win. One, be in the Twitch chat. Two, uh, be a Twitch subscriber. Three, be a Patreon.com. Subscriber for be a patreon.com slash kind of funny game subscriber at the two dollar above level. Uh, each one of those adds on top of each other, so you have four ways to win if you do all four. Uh, today's winner is Jason Larson from the kind of funny Patreon. You won a walk in the dark on Xbox One, so congratulations to you, Jason. Nice. Um, and now it's time for the old three and three to wrap the show up. Let's, I want to find some good ones for us. AT&T 1 says, make RDM 2, please. I did. It's called Extra Credit. It's um, the EP that came out this past September, which contained like six tracks that didn't make RDM, as well as a bunch of new songs. So check out Extra Credit right now. That is the closest thing to that. I didn't want to call it RDM 2, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) Drastic 26 says, what are your feelings on XV? Mega XV, the rapper. Yeah. Are oh, you familiar man. with XV? Yeah, yeah, he's dope. He's just making a comeback. He was, is, is he making a comeback? Yeah. He's just posted something on Instagram that he was he had been out for a while. He was down, depressed a bit. Um, awesome rapper, super witty. Like, one of the original kind of nerdy rappers. He was the kid with the green kid backpack. with the green backpack, the project and, that uh, never came out. Never came out. And uh, signed to a major label, and they kind of wanted to change him a bit, and now he's working again. But big fan. He's on man. the new MERS album who I'm a big fan of, which comes out like next week or the week after. You're blowing my mind. I'm so, so excited. XV was XV one of my favorite back. rappers uh, in late 2000, 2000. He's like one of the called. first like blog rappers to really, yeah. really pop up. And, and, like, and then the thing was he got signed to Warner Brothers and then got totally screwed over and his album never came out and then he just kind of went off the face of the earth. He did, um, but he's coming back. That is very, yeah. very exciting. He has a Thanks song called him. Final Fantasy XV mm. uh, that is fantastic. It doesn't have too much to do uh, with... Um, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, but it's still, it's still but it's fun. Really good. It has some references. Mm. Striker Dragoon says, uh, oh, no, sorry, D Dangerous 10 says, Merz is amazing. Yes. That's the big homie. Um, get the new record. It's coming soon. Yeah, that's exciting. And then Alex Aziz says, XV could have been so big. I totally agree, man. It was such a place in time. Totally. Mm-hmm. Ape Vic 2 says, I've never tasted LaCroix. What flavor should I try? My favorite of the moment is passion fruit. Mm. So you should try that one. I don't know. This apple cranberry one's pretty damn good. I'm feeling apple cranberry. <laughs> uh, the Conductor 23, Alex Z says, also The Kick was a crazy cool song. It was. The Kick samples uh, the song from Inception. Yeah. And it's, a, it's really good. Uh, God, I'm going to listen to XV today. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get on the XV run <laughs> for our drive. Panzer G2 says, Tim, will you have Kevin bring Nick some chicken soup? 
No. no. <laughs> Kevin's trying to avoid Nick as much as possible. Damn shingles, man. It's a bad time. Oh, All right, can we get into sub-only chat? I don't know how to do it, but... I think you just yell and someone does If someone get at us in sub-only chat, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> DH Canada says, thoughts on Jaden Smith as a rapper? I have Batman stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, I heard the first single. I really liked it. Icon? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's so easy to hate on this kid. Then he drops yeah. that video and the song. I'm like, like, this is pretty hot. Yeah, it's like, you can't really hate on it. It's good. Like, this guy is great. Like, I think, I think sky's the limit for him. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm really excited to hear more. So, very good rapper. But yeah, like, you have every reason where you could be like, oh, this could be terrible. Yeah. This is going to be still bad. And then it's good. I gave the album a shot. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. But like, okay. Icon the song, I was like, man, the production on uh, it alone that is track fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. Ignacio Rojas says, Megaran, do you have any thoughts on Digimon? No. Um, nah. <laughs> I've never played it. I have no idea. Sorry. Um, so Digimon was like like a bootleg Pokemon, right? That's, you know, there's, <laughs> you're, you're starting to flame war right now. But, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Campbell62 said, I had shingles on my head a few months ago. Caused me major headaches for two and a half weeks. I think stress caused it since it was my only, only my second week at my new engineering job. Oof. That's upsetting. Uh, no Gene says, what subject did you teach? I taught reading and writing, so we called it language arts, and uh, did a little bit of social studies for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And um, I'm surprised I'm not gray at this point because they <laughs> they will take every, the everything out of you. Um, <laughs> but um, they kept they kept me creative. Honestly, I feel like those kids are what made are what made me a good performer mm -hmm. and uh, helped my, my stage presence so much because you're literally on a stage as a teacher. Like you have to entertain these kids. You gotta educate them. You gotta keep them motivated. So um, so that's really what I do on stage. Same that's awesome. thing. So uh, I learned that from the kids. Final question comes from Shredberg. Megaran, you still got beef with Alex Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, we let, what's, we've what's the let story that go. There? Really? You didn't hear that story? No. Wow, okay, now I gotta, I gotta, I, this is a fun story to tell. So, <laughs> a woman, and I know her name now, her name was Susan Cole, was on Jeopardy, and she said one of her favorite things was nerdcore rap. And, uh, and he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, you know, rap about like just not being the coolest kid or maybe having trouble finding dates, uh, you know, about for people like that. And, she's, and he's like, oh, losers, you mean? And uh, everybody's like, oh, this is a sick burn. Oh, yeah, Alex is so savage. And uh, so I decided to kind of clap back for the nerds. And, uh, Please tell me there's an Alex Trebek diss track. There is, uh, <laughs> yes! there is an Alex Trebek Where can people get it? <laughs> oh, man. It's called Who is Alex Trebek? Oh, my and, God. Um, it it's on my, on my band camp, megaramusic.com. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we got everybody in Nerdcore to just kind of gang up on them. But I did this little freestyle that, that night, and then it wound up on, like, TMZ. And all these different places, people were like, oh my gosh, nerd rapper claps back at Alex Trebek, and it became this really big thing. But I wasn't negative, I just was like, how do you, a person who, who's a host of the nerdiest game show in the world, make fun of people who are nerds? This is your audience oh, you're talking man. about. So I just thought it was funny and, and uh, hypocritical, and, um, and so we went through our entire tour saying suck at Trebek at every stop, and... Um, <sighs> we created some waves, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Alex 
live. You he's, know. he's good now. Yeah. It's all good. He, yeah, we we're we're good. We said what we had to say. The nerds have spoken. I love that so much. <laughs> Rand, thank you so much for thank joining you. me today. This has been so thank much you. fun. Uh, for people at home that should definitely check you out if they haven't, where can they find you? Megaran.com or on Twitter at Megaran. It looks like Meg Ryan because it's real close together. But it's not Meg Ryan. It's just Mega Ran. Uh, Instagram is Random Beats. Also, can I shout my tour dates out? Yeah, go for it, man. Anything I don't you know want. them by heart, but <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh, look them up? I can look, look them up, up real for quick. Megaran.com/shows. Uh, so tonight we're in LA at a spot called Amplify. I'm touring with an amazing artist who kills it on YouTube, named None Like Joshua. And uh, we're going to be spitting some raps tonight at Amplify in LA. After that, San Diego, The Miro. Mm-hmm. After that. Las Vegas at Beauty Bar, mm-hmm. and then Kilby Court in Salt Lake City, and then a place called Your Mom's House in Denver. It's a <laughs> great name. Great name. Uh, Karma Lounge in Austin Texas. Austin, Texas, all week for South by Southwest festivities. That's March 17th. Yes, and then the 18th, we go to Dallas, Fort Worth area for Lola's Saloon. Then uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, the 21st, Arcadia Retrocade, Sound Pony in Tulsa, the 22nd, uh, Kansas City at the Riot Room with Kadesh Flow on the 23rd, Nashikan, a huge convention in Columbia, South Carolina on the 24th, 25th, Geeksboro Coffee uh, Place um, <laughs> in North Carolina on the 25th, after that, uh, Baltimore, the Auto Bar with Samus and a bunch of the MAGFest crew, so come through for that, Philadelphia, my hometown on the 27th at Philomoca, 28th, Once Lounge in Somerville outside of Boston, and 29th, Flashback Lounge. Watertown, New York, upstate, and then we go into New York City, uh, Baby Castles in Brooklyn, and then April 6th, One-Eyed Jacks for Matt Mania Live Podcast and Rapping, hosted by your friend and mine, Cool Greg. God, I love it so much. Uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Please support him any way that you can. He's a fantastic human being, Uh, and until next time, I love you.